Hey guys, I just want to give you a warning. This episode is not the happiest episode in the world. So, if you want to save that for another time, it's this is your warning. Thanks. try to put together an episode um, just to talk to everybody and you know it's it's been a while since there's been a, a you know episode and episodes have been kind of sporadic and uh, you know it's a shame too because I got things recorded um, there's just things I need to edit. There's things I need to figure out why they won't upload. I have two episodes recorded with the the camping in addition that I just need to get edited. I have I I tried recording two with Wayne and you know one the system didn't work the other it's not uploading for whatever reason and I don't know what the fuck's going on with it so uh, if you enjoy listening to the podcast I'm I'm sorry for that um technology's kinda taking a shit on me right now I got my computer I've had forever is finally shit in the bed uh which is why I couldn't get a Which is why I can't edit and why I can't get things. Uh, in the background, you may hear two dogs. Not normal dogs. Um, my mom's dog, BB, is here. And, uh, you know, within the past couple of weeks, we adopted a dog. His name is Jerry. He's a beautiful yellow lab. He was at the pound. He's nine months old, and we'll get into that week a little bit more. Fortunately, they're both playing now, so I'll take that as a win. Um, so, yeah, like, in addition to that computer shit in the bed, the laptop I'm recording this off of last time I tried recording it's not uploading the file I don't know what the fuck's going on with it in the middle of all that too the battery is bulging on this the trackpad is actually like dislodged from the laptop because the battery pushed it out and you know I'm just waiting to get something different honestly and, uh, I think I'm gonna let the, I don't know, might let them out of my room. So, uh, one tick, let them go play somewhere else. I'll be right back. Well, I'm just gonna open the door and let them do their thing. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna record this because I just wanted to like update everybody and I hope this allows me to process or get things out more. Um, because like I'm, I'm not okay right now. And I'm not in any danger or anything. It's not that kind of not okay. Just, you know, life. Life sucks. And again, it's it's not that I don't want to be here. I don't want to be alive. It's just a hard time right now. And um, 
The reason for that is because my father passed away. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's been a little over a week now. Um, but, uh, Jerry, don't do that. Uh, it's kind of funny because it's not funny, but, you know, I adopted this dog on Wednesday, whatever that was. I guess I can look at a calendar. Wednesday the 8th, I adopted this dog, brought him home. Wednesday the 10th, I was, got home from work early. Was, you know, just relaxing in bed and, you know, Jerry was there with me and then I hear him knock on the door and I thought it was Mel, but then it was somebody else at the door and, you know, I could tell that, you know, they weren't leaving. Um, so we get the dogs outside. <coughs> I open the door and I see it's the county coroner. Um, and I know it's the county coroner from my time working at the hospital because you know, I've seen him several times. I've talked to him several times. I know his name. He didn't even need to tell me his name. I know his name. <laughs> I'm just wondering why he's at my door. What could possibly bring him to my door? Um... And then he, then he told me my dad had passed. He, uh, he passed at home. And, you know, I, I knew that's where he would pass. He's, he would pass on the couch, and that's where he did. And, um, yeah, I just always knew that's where it was going to be, and, you know, I'm sorry this is going to be a sad podcast episode, but it's real life. And, you know, I'm not cracking into anything today. Um, it's not even 9 a.m. in the morning. Dogs are going crazy. I haven't slept well all week. I've been crying every day. But, you know, I want to try to get something out. <sighs> However I can. Because I don't know. It's... So many people have... Asked me to tell them if there's anything they can do. And I... Honestly don't know if there is anything anybody can do. And I feel like I'm handling it okay, or well, even. Because, you know, I I had so much alcohol in the house from the weekend before, and, like, I haven't overdrank anything. I haven't had, like, been drunk. I, like... Usually, my drinking so far has just been, you know, drink enough to cope a little bit, which really isn't a whole lot, but, like, and then, you know, switch to water and try to take care of myself, try to drink water, try to, try to eat. I'm, I'm so dehydrated. Um, my eating's not that great right now. <laughs> Um, you know, I did drink, get drunk one night, I, uh, cleaned out my dad's fridge and, uh, pulled in his bottles of liquor that I bought for him, his malt liquor, uh, steel reserve, and, uh, he always wanted me to buy him Old English, but sometimes in town where he lived which I would go take care of him every every other weekend I'd go see him and take care of him 
go do his grocery shopping. And uh, nobody seemed to have Old English anymore. And I've had the Old English, and it's not terrible. But So he said, okay, still reserve them. And I'd get that. And he'd always say uh, Old English tastes better, but still reserve is more alcohol content. And, uh, but, you know, so I finally took what he had. I was going to go get me Old English and drink for him, but, uh, I just haven't felt to get into that point and, you know, started utilizing what was utilizable out of his fridge. Um, and he's right. That stuff's nasty. Um. But it got, I, I got fairly drunk that night. <laughs> um, and thank you, Carrie, for being the one to take my drunk unloading. And just, you know, there's been a few people that I've, I've had a good support group. Uh, people that I've been able to just, like, talk event express myself um, people bringing me food um, I'm not gonna name any names other than <laughs> Carrie was the one to deal with drunk Nat and you know I, I hadn't really talked to her the whole time and you know it started out me saying sorry I haven't really approached with any needing any help I don't know what I need help with and then I just sort of you know unloaded for a few hours on text being drunk um, and it's been hard figuring out what to do because I'm I'm the one who wanted to take care of everything you know he told me you know, he wants me to take care of it. He told me where the things are that need to be taken care of. And in turn, those things told me where the things are that need to be taken care of. But nobody teaches you how to deal with all this or how to uh, handle everything. What you're supposed to be doing when somebody dies. I... I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. I've gotten things taken care of, but I still don't know what the hell I'm doing. And I still don't know how to cope. Somebody, I think it was the at the funeral home, asked me if this was sudden or a long time coming, and I, you know, yes to both. I, uh, like I said, every every other Saturday, I would go take care of my dad. You know, get what he needs. He couldn't leave the house that often because uh, his legs were bad it hurt him so I, I would he would make me a list and I would go he'd give me money and I'd go take and get whatever he needed sometimes I'd throw in a few extra things I try to get up early Saturday mornings to go do that. Um, because, you know, he liked, uh, he liked getting discount chicken. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Brittany would sometimes want to go to Green River with me, but it was a you snooze, you lose situation. 
you know, I gotta make sure I get him some discount chicken, you know, because it would be marked down to 50 cents, you know, didn't sell from the other day. He'd eat it. And garlic bread usually, and discount veggies. Pizza once in a while. He'd always throw in the stupidest little, like, dry-ass dad jokes on those lists. Um, he'd, uh, he'd put on there that he wants a dizzy chicken, which is a rotisserie chicken, you know, that you just spin around. He'd uh, draw a little squiggly wave and then chips and, you know, that means he wants wavy ruffle chips. Um, yeah. I'm actually getting quite a bit of heartburn right now, so I'm going to do a little another break for me. I'll stop it and start it again, but I'm going to go get some heartburn med and maybe we'll talk about some better stuff. I don't know. Some, yeah. All right. Um, ugh, my chest doesn't feel good with heartburn right now. That's a new one, but took some acid, drink some milk. I'm trying to survive. My, uh, when I was in the third grade, my parents got divorced. And, uh, you know, I remember, I remember some of the bad times before then. And really, I'm not going to talk about those. Not, not in this platform. Because, uh, I, I want my dad to be remembered as a father, as a dad. And honestly, those are memories I cherished before he passed you know and a reason why I would uh, take care of him um, you know my parents they, they of course being divorced you know two houses my mom lived in where I was um, raised before then, and she, you know, remained there until after I graduated. It was a small apartment, you know, had a small yard, a little garage. My father, uh, he went and lived with his mom for a little bit, and then, you know, got his own apartment, and then once my grandmother passed, um, he moved into my grandmother's house. Um, and that's, you know, most of where my memories are with that, um, is that grandmother's house. You know, that's where my room was. And I'm going to try to just Get out all the good, you know? If my chest can um, stop feeling like there's this huge burning lump in it. So, I didn't realize until recently 
until after he passed. And my father never finished high school. You know, I went through his, uh, his documents and uh, found his GED. And, uh, you know, I can tell he used that to take care of me. And, uh, he took really good care of me. Um, he, he did what a father should do for me. Not that there's any, you know, template on how fathers should be or activities, but he, uh, he was there for me. And honestly, I've inherited a lot of things from him, and I'm not talking about material things, because he was not a materialistic man. He was a very simple man, but, you know, being an artist, my dad's a much better artist than I am. Guitar, he's a much better guitar player than I am. Uh, taking care of fish, I don't remember ever not having fish. Gardening, plants, house plants my receding hairline <laughs> that's all him probably my knees too but um but uh I remember being a kid, and I'd, I'd go back and forth between my parents, and it wasn't, you know, it's their turn for visitation or it's my turn. I was allowed the freedom to go where I wanted. So, you know, some days I would just pack up my things tell my mom where I'm going and I would get myself from point A to point B you know I'd have a little bag of supplies you know usually video games and I would walk down the cliffs we were, it was a very steep hill but there was a path by the river to get down you know take a shortcut to get in between them. Um, you know, some he uh, eventually got a job, and I don't know, like, if he had this job the whole time or worked in between. I, you know, I remember he worked at the high school. And that was his last job. And, you know, he was a custodian. A uh, night shift custodian. And, you know, usually there'd be something left out on the stove for me. And, uh, I'd come in, I'd, you know, I don't know what activities I would do in between time frames. Definitely not homework. Um, you know, watch a video or um, play a game. But uh, he'd usually get off about 10 o'clock and I only remember that because you know, 10 o'clock, he... 
like I said, he was a simple man. And he, he paid for satellite TV for a little bit. But most of the time, he would just use over-the-air TV. You know, get the bunny ears out and get whatever's playing over the airwaves. And we only had one channel come over the airwaves. And so, like, 10 o'clock comes on, David Letterman would come on. And, you know, usually my dad would be home around that time. And, you know, that it was one of our things that, uh, you know, when dad got home, you know, I needed to start going to bed. But uh, he would let me stay up to watch the top ten, because David Letterman had his top tens, you know, ridiculous, stupid ha-ha list. So I would get to watch the monologue and the top tens. Um, you know, usually see Grinder Girl or <laughs> um, whatever other stupid acts that they would have. Uh, come on before just for you know stupid gags and laughs um, I can't even remember who the other acts were just grinder girls talk out because that's what they called her grinder girl uh, you know she'd take like a metal grinder and she was wearing like a metal chest plate and just get spark against it stupid shit uh, but you know that's pretty much David Letterman um, you know, a lot of time spent there was, we'd, uh, I'd, sometimes me and him would go, sometimes it was me, but, um, go to the city library and just, uh, never got books, never, but find, uh, DVDs. VHS's, whatever, and watch them. Um, you know, obviously I don't live nearly as simple as he does, but he did teach me how to live simple. Um, I remember times where he'd take me fishing. Um, caught a few fish. We would go out into the backyard first off and, you know, just dig in the garden and get some worms. And uh, we would, you know, sometimes we would just walk over to the island because he lived right next to the river. We'd walk over there and we had a spot. And uh, we'd go fishing there. And we've caught fish in the river. And, you know, I'm forever pissed off at the city for uh, making the river more tourist friendly and, you know, destroying the ecosystem. So now I can't go there and fish in remembrance. Uh, the other pond I can't go fish in because that was a kid's pond. So, um, but he would take me there and I have a lot of memories of us driving out to the county park with, you know, and fishing in the pond. I have memories of going out in the desert with him. Um... going for nice long walks along the river and this is all as a kid you know he eventually got to the point where he wasn't walking anywhere going in and out of a store was too much for him later in life but you know as a kid we'd go on walks
last weekend, I, I didn't really know what to do. Because it happened on a Friday. I, can, I, I, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't call anyone, like, to, to, to handle his affairs. So, uh, I cried. <laughs> then Saturday came. And I cried. Brittany took me over to his house. And I cried. And I, uh, went looking for what he wanted me to look for. Grabbed important things out of the house. And cried. And then uh, Sunday, I uh, I played an old game that maybe nobody. I'd like to meet a person who has played this game and enjoyed this game. But other than Super Mario World, it's the most sentimental game to me. Uh, it's another Super Nintendo game called Bassin's Black Bass. Just a fishing game. Um, I would uh, pull my Super Nintendo out of my bedroom and bring it to the living room. And I'd just say, let's go fishing, Pa. And I'd, you know, plug it into the TV. And he'd just watch me fish. And, you know, I was ADHD and not super great at games. But, you know, it took me a long time before I actually, like, beat that game. But, um, I have a lot of fond memories of just doing that, pulling it out him watching me play um, so I uh, I pulled out my Super Nintendo this weekend and I plugged it into the family room and I didn't sit on the floor I'm too damn old and hurt too much for that but you know I sat in my chair right right by the TV all 65 inches of it <laughs> and uh, I just played that game as much as I could all day. And, you know, just, just to try and cope. I don't know if I thought I would feel a lot better after that because I still don't feel better. And it's, you know, been a week. But, uh, I remember, well, it's not even remembering, but just, uh, sensation, you know, uh, familiarity, sounds, how they put you back in a place, the, because uh, the premise of the game, you go fishing, you're in a tournament to become a world champion bass fishermen and so you you know fish these different lakes each lake is a stage of a tournament and you you know get as much of the big fish as you can and then you go weigh in afterwards and you know people with the biggest fish win the tournaments or move on so once you get like back to the uh, marina you know there's a sound in there for like a crowd talking conversing noise and I always thought that sound sounded like the ceiling fan in the living room because I'd be playing the game and the ceiling fan would be going and it would sound the same so hearing that puts me back to however old I was sitting on the floor 
feeling that breeze. You know, I, I, I have a terrible, terrible time remembering things, memories. And it's just, it's just really nice that after, you know, I have these memories of my dad. And somehow my PlayStation 3 just randomly turned... Oh, it's currently updating, but it just randomly turned on. I remember being a little, little kid. Like pre-elementary school, and I don't have pre-elementary school memories, but... And I had pictures of it too, but... I had this little blue tricycle. And again, my backyard when this was when my parents were together. My I, I had the little blue tricycle. And honestly I'm surprised the PS3 even has updates still, but And I just ride it back and forth down this sidewalk that's not even like ten feet long. And then I, and then my dad sometimes, because there was like little place where you stand on the back, he'd stand on there, and I would cycle him down, up and down. I'm gonna have to go through his VHSs. He would. He 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 all he played beautiful guitar. And I hope I can find a video. Maybe these cassette tapes I found too have something, but he, uh, like I said, he, he, he loved his fish tanks and taking care of fish, and that's where I get taking care of fish from is him, and he would just set a camcorder up in front of the fish tanks and just play guitar, and it was the most peaceful peaceful thing. He would, uh, be up in his room when I was a kid and he'd sing a little song to get me to come up and I'd bring him a beer. I like the smell of pipe tobacco because of him. Even in high school, you know, I... The last time he worked was, uh, I believe, when I was a freshman in high school. And then after that, it became too much, you know, his legs. But when I was a freshman in high school, I remember him in the halls. Um, you know, after school. But, uh, I don't remember where I was going with that. Oh, yeah. He, he tried to be there for my high school stuff the later I got. And, you know, the more I was doing things. Um, like, because I was very involved in art myself. And, uh, You know, one story I won't tell, even though it's funny, but uh, I'll just leave that between the family. <laughs> and But I, I remember there was a banquet for the seniors. Um, 
because we had an art show at the public library for all the seniors uh, displaying their art. And my dad came to that. You know, he didn't get out a lot. He didn't go do things. He wasn't social, but he wanted to be there for that. He was a very private man, but he he wanted to be there for my accomplishments. Of course, one of my classmates because, you know, I was a much thinner man back then and, you know, mentioned. Now they see where I get my tall scrawniness from because, you know, my, my dad was a tall scrawny man himself. He was six foot. I'm six foot four. I'm I'm still deciding how to handle his car. So I know in high school he he bought this car for me to have a car. But things didn't really work out that way. Um and, and I'll tell you why. It's it's cuz it's a stick shift. Um one day dad you know, decided, okay, we'll, we'll teach you how to drive stick shift. So he's, uh, we get in the car at his house. I start driving at his house. That's probably the first mistake. We should probably should have gone somewhere else. Um, and, uh, he, he starts teaching me how to go and, you know, things aren't going well. I've never driven a stick shift before. I get around the corner and like just I, I can't control the thing I can't control the I don't know what pedals I'm pushing and this little girl on a bike is you know coming out and she's not stopping for us and I can't stop and like I about ran this child over trying to learn how to operate a goddamn stick shift and my dad's freaking out and, you know, finally we come to a stop. The little girl's fired. You know, it's one of those scenes you would see in a show or a movie where, like, the, the kid just kind of stares at us and rides along. And we're just sitting there like, Jesus, fuck. And that's like it. We only got around the corner of the block. It's not a big block even. And, but he's... Okay, that's enough for today. And I never drove that car again. <laughs> and he still has that car. It's missing a back windshield. I don't know what's going on with it under the engine. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do with that. If I want to learn how to drive it and fix it or what. I, I sort of get the feeling he would yell at me for trying to fix it. Um, I also decided I was going to get a tattoo when I can here soon of an angelfish because I just have memories of goddamn angelfish and another one just popped in my head. And uh, I know he'd kick my ass for getting a tattoo, and he'd kick my ass for getting one for him. Uh, but I'd like to see him try. <laughs> I really would. But, uh, th this house my dad lived in, it was uh, very old. It's very old. It's <laughs> goddamn old. And... Uh, It was built during the early settlement days of Green River, I'm told. And, you know, maybe like one expansion or another, but, you know, 
This is the kind of place your grandpappy built by hand, and I'm pretty sure my grandpappy built it by hand. I'm sure nothing's up to code in there. Um, certainly the layout doesn't make any sense and why there's a door on every wall in every room <laughs> doesn't make any sense either. Um, but my dad had aquariums and I, I feel like this is the last time he had angelfish. Um, there was an aquarium by the door. Or the front door. And, uh, there was a car battery next to the door for whatever reason, too. Like I said, this house is not very even. I highly doubt there's anywhere in that place you can set a level and it will be level. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I lost my balance on a part of the floor. I tripped over the battery that was by the door. And my butt went right through that fish tank. And, you know, I felt horrible. And I could tell my dad was raging mad. But he, he didn't take it out on me. He, uh... You know, he, he wasn't happy with me, but he didn't, like... <sighs> yell at me, lambast me, he just... Calmly said, I think you should go stay with your mom for a little while. So, uh, so I did. I don't know how long I stayed with my mom, but, you know, things were okay by the time all that was settled. Um, I, uh, remember growing my first garden with him vegetables I said I would try a carrot if we grew one and I think I owned up to that uh, but we had a little patch in the backyard, his backyard and we grew some vegetables, it wasn't anything big um, it wasn't anything special either just a little garden and you know, maybe next year I'll not, I'm, I'm moving on from the garden. I already have a garden and it's a lot bigger than uh, that one was. And I need to harvest them because it's September, but, um, I, uh, we, he decided one day he was, we, we were gonna build a pond in our backyard. So we dug a hole we lined it with some really thick trash bags um, and we even made a little fountain piece too something to circulate the water and uh, put some rocks around it lined it put fish in it even so we had fish in the pond for the winter I mean summer take them out for the winter it was very beautiful And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that in his, we, we didn't have other pets than that. Um, I don't know if my dad ever had other pets than that, but, you know, he certainly didn't have other pets and, um, when, when I started dating Brittany, um, course Anakin our poodle her poodle came into play and um, she was uh, living I believe she was living with her aunt so uh, she when I was in senior year in high school so she couldn't um, have her, her dog with her so she asked me Brittany asked me to take care of Anakin for her and you know have Anakin live with me and Anakin loved me, but, you know, 
he would gladly kill me if it meant protecting his mama. Um, so, I'd be living with my dad. I'd have the poodle. This might have been out of high school, too. I'm not sure. But I believe that was the situation, was, you know. I'm living with my dad. And Brittany's living with her aunt. I'm taking care of the poodle. Um, because somebody's got to. Um, and that's sort of what started it, because my dad really loved that dog, too, and anytime we'd go out of town, dad would watch him, and when Anakin passed, uh, dad let us bury him on their property. But during that time, too, uh, being with Brittany, um, we uh, rescued a stray cat who was skin and bones. It was snowing outside. It just showed up at her parents' back porch, like out of nowhere. And you could tell it wasn't getting taken care of, so we decided to take it in. And, you know, I would have to be the one taking care of it. Um, and we just ended up calling her Kiki. And, you know, she became Mama later. Um, so she lived at my dad's house with me and Anakin. And, uh, when Brittany and I got married and moved, we, uh, you know, we couldn't take all the animals, so, uh, Kiki stayed with dad and became my dad's cat. I mean, she was still my cat. You you would know who her person is when I came around. She'd come talk to me. and But, uh, I gave my dad some companionship when I was no longer around. And, uh, then, you know, he would let her go roam the yard and all that. It was a fairly safe neighborhood to let your cats out and do things. But, uh, you know, one day she came back and she, you know, started getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> uh, she was pregnant. And, you know, she gave birth to three kittens. Uh, Snickers, my cat being one of them, along with Coco and Yakety. Yakety was named that because of, uh, she was very talkative, yakked a lot. Uh, Coco, because he wasn't really a black cat, he was very dark chocolate. You know, he looks black, but when you get him under the right light, you can see how brown it is. And Snickers, because he looks like a Snickers bar. And, uh, you know, those were, I, I took Snickers, but he had Coco and Yaki and Kiki to hang around. And, you know, he, they, they provided him companionship. And I'm, I guess I'm thankful I was able to give him that even though I wasn't around um, Coco's the only one that survived out of those well, Snickers is surviving as well Yaki got sick Mama got old um, Coco's now with me um, he's still adjusting uh, his life got turned upside down but you know, I never took him as an animal person, other than fish, and he really cared about his cats. And he always would tell me about his cats. 
And the holes Coco would put in him. He's a big boy. When I was collecting Coco, uh, I was trying to get him out from underneath a bed. And he's, he's like 15 pounds. He's not fat. He's not even husky. He's muscle. And uh, I was trying to get him. And I was on top of the bed and I was like reaching around one way, like trying to shoo him out and then like get my hand out the other way on the other side. And, you know, finally he started moving and I grabbed him by his leg because that's all I could grab. Because it's hard getting a cat out from under a bed, especially when they don't want to. And then finally he took off and the momentum took me, uh, took me with him and, you know, that cat threw me on the floor. And that's what I'm telling everybody is the cat judo threw me. Uh, I probably should go check on him soon too. See if I can see him anywhere. Try to get him to eat. But, uh, thank you guys for listening. And, uh, I know the first half was like a real bummer but uh you know it was good to just ramble on and vocalize just just some of the things just cause I haven't really yet I haven't just sat down and talked about all those great times And uh, it's 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 still gonna be hard for me, um, and I still don't know what the fuck anybody can do for me. Um, I guess listen. That's all. I and you know if I need to talk, listen talk back to, you know, not try to solve anything, because there's nothing to be solved, um, there's just time to be had, and, uh, I'm, I'm grateful for the time I did have. I'm grateful for his stupid ass dad jokes his dry ass humor <laughs> and for taking care of me so uh thank you guys um I don't know when I don't know when we'll do this again, when we'll do podcasts again. I'm I'm not going to worry about it for a while. I'm I'm going to try to stream, but you know, give me cuz play a game, give me something to do. But you know, I'm not quite ready to just sit down with somebody face to face or you know even discord skype whatever and just like converse shoot shit um and plus with my technology too like I said I, I gotta get some I gotta get some shit straight and then get a little rest take care of myself figure out what the hell I'm doing and then I will be back okay we'll do this again we'll pop something open 
And we'll celebrate Scott. <laughs> Even in the sad episode, Scott gets one. Okay. Well, thank you guys. And uh, I'll talk to you when I talk to you. Bye. Bye.